0: Yes, people. Welcome to the Property Strategies Podcast. Yes, hello. Welcome back to the Property Strategies Podcast. Um, you're with myself, Gox, and today it's me and Axe. We say Axe. My bro, man, you know, it's all kind of stress, big man. Good. I mean, good is good. <laughs> good is good. good. Is good yeah. yeah okay, okay, okay. So today, man, this 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 episode, we're gonna talk about a couple things. Um, first of all, we're gonna start off with. 10 ways to make money from property. So these are 10 ways that, you know, we we are aware of that people make money from properties. We are using some of the strategies, not all of them. Um, We probably never use some of them actually, but we know about them and we've, you know, done research on them and uh, can obviously provide some information on on them. And then we're going to jump into one of those strategies, um, sourcing. We're going to talk about what sourcing is, um, how people make money from sourcing um, and just give you, kind of like certain scenario examples of how you can implement sourcing, awesome, really. And then we're going to finish off by giving you a bit of a catch-up, like, you know, what we've been up to in the past few weeks, months, and then we'll take from there. So, yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah, so let's get straight into it now. Um, we've got 10 ways to make money from property. 10 ways to make peas from property. I know. Let's get into it. So... The first one you got on your list is what? Rental income, bro. Explain that. So I'm talking about
1: residential, by the way. Okay. This, this is just simply you, you can do it different, different ways, obviously. You can buy property, buy to let, mm. you know, you get a family involved, you know, you get them in the house. So like a single let, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get you get the, the family in the house and they're paying you a monthly you know, rental income. Mm-hmm. You basically have a set amount, they're paying you every month. It's basically paying you a pay month. You have a fixed period, so it might be 12 months to in your property, um, that they're paying you. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Obviously, you can have that as well with HMOs, but that works a bit differently in terms of you have more than one person paying you okay. monthly
0: rent. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just basically them paying you a certain amount of money every month to live in your property. Okay, cool. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, What's the next one, bro? I'm going to... Because you mentioned what you're saying is literally just for residential, isn't it? Yeah. So you me. can actually make money from commercial... Properties as well, okay. Um, and basic, commercial properties are basically key. when you buy a property that's been used not as a place to live or a residential um place but for businesses to use, okay. um, to run their businesses. Okay, and the reason this one, there's obviously advantages and advantages with everything, but the reason this can be you know, positive are you talking about other like, like spaces, yeah, other spaces, yeah, whatever, like for example a a chip shop. You okay, like roll chip oh, okay. shop or whatever okay. or office spaces like you just said. Makes sense. Um the good thing about it is normally the people who own the businesses or the people you you your your tenants, yeah. They're normally business owners, so they normally take out a lease for about five to fifteen years. Wow. So which really? is good because you know you've got a guaranteed rent for the next five to fifteen years. Is, yeah, and great. another good thing about commercial properties is the, the fact that their owners so whoever the whoever's leasing the property off you so the tenants, yeah. They take care of all the reef, um, all the maintenance issues. So we're okay. talking, um, we're talking boiler oh, world, stuff like that. So obviously a, it makes sense again because you know you're not, you're not, you know, putting in that much money in yeah, terms yeah, of maintenance, yeah. and you can kind of basically have it, lease it out, and walk away from it. And when there's any problem with the house, they will sort out themselves that's, 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 generally. Exactly. So that's why commercial property properties are quite a really good one. Um, okay. So that's number one. That's number two. Number three, what you got for me? Uh, we can talk about rent to rent Okay. rent to rent is obviously
1: something that we talk about quite a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that we've mentioned quite African, a few times. On to the, the TL as well. On the TL as well. You see us on there, don't see... No, I like don't see us. Lie. We're there, we're making noise. Retweet, Retweet the thing. Retweet no, no, no the I thing. like that. You know I'm just Yeah, man. Do the thing. But obviously, yeah, we do rent to rent so we're talking HMOs, which is, again, house of multiple occupancy, occupancy where you're basically getting, uh, you know, for example, four students into a property, mm. um, and they're paying you monthly rent, right? yeah. and you're renting
0: uh, the property from the landlords to then rent out to these individuals, to the individual tenants. So um, um, you're paying your rent, and then kind of taking the difference based on whatever rental income. Exactly, in exactly, exactly. And obviously, you can do service accommodation with that, but well, that's another yeah. strategy. I guess so. You can talk about that. Yeah. So, um, S A service accommodation. I think we spoke about it at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, it's the basic concept is getting a property and using it using it as like a almost like a mini hotel, if that makes sense. So you're letting the property out on a nightly basis and you're arranging for cleaners to come in and linen changes and stuff like that. And um I guess the benefits with that is the fact that you can make quite a lot of money from it because you can charge anything from about 90 pounds to 150 a night. Sweet. Depend, depend or even more depending wow. on the amount of people you know you're gonna have at, at the property. And a good thing about it is the fact that obviously you might have a two bedroom property um, that you can probably let out to five people because you might have oh. two single beds in each room, that's four. You might have a sofa bed. Do you ah, know? Okay. And what people normally do as well, they charge, I guess we'll go into the, You in know, another episode, but they charge per person as well sometimes. Wow. So for every person you have after the first two, they might say, oh, £25 I per person. That. Okay, so, again, sense. that's always a way to generate more money kind of thing. Yeah. So, um yeah, so service accommodation is another powerful strategy. It's not for the faint-hearted. Hey, like, please, well. Service accommodation, you need to know yourself and just know that you like hospitality yeah. and don't just jump into it because you hear you can make money from it. Yeah. Understand it first. And I, think I, think, I
1: think more than anything, a bit like HMO is actually one realising it's a lot about... Um, what can you do for the customer? You know that's coming basically. 100%. So you know each customer is not the, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not like HMO where you're targeting young professionals yeah. and students. This one you might have people that are coming for you know a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know lads. You know lads weekend. Yeah, yeah. They He's got easy customers. You know exactly. They yeah. don't care what the house
0: looks like. They just want to get exactly. get drunk and you know exactly shag the bird or two. Exactly, I'm mate. But I'm not joking because that's what happened. That's the what the happened, other day mate. we saw what was it lingerie on the floor. Yeah, we did, mate. And some some substances. I didn't to, see anything. Like, I didn't see anything. You see anything? I don't know. I didn't see anything. It is, anyway. it is. It is. Let's move so, on to the next one, mate. So, um, next one, I've got a lease option agreement. Um, okay. I don't think we've actually ever gone in depth with a lease option agreement in, in a podcast. in the podcast no, we We're going to have a special episode for that anyway. Yeah, imagine a guest on but, that one. Absolutely. With lease option agreement, they're basically you're, what you're doing is you're agreeing, you're pre agreeing a specific amount that you're going to buy a property for. Not now, but in like five years or so. So, for example, I'll give you a prime example. You have a house to sell, but for some reason you can't sell it. Your house is worth, I don't know, 100K. I come to you and say, look, I know you're struggling to sell this house at the moment. How about I take the property off you? I'm going to buy it in the next five years. I'm going to agree to buy it in the next five years for 100K but for now I take the property off you I'll pay your mortgage for you mm. and then what I do in the meantime is I use the property. I let the property out okay. you've got so the option to buy i got the option to buy so I don't yeah. actually have to buy in five years but if I do want to buy in five years they have to sell it to me for that amount that way like that out. fixed amount that yeah. you, you've... so obviously the good thing about this option is obviously if you're holding on to a property for five years obviously the property would have gone up in value anyway yeah. so you're already benefiting from the fact that you know, it's increasing value, yeah. and also you're benefiting from the fact that you can, you know, you're getting an income from it because you're letting it out, exactly. you're taking it off them, paying them either to cover the mortgage or just paying them a small amount, maybe a hundred pounds a month or whatever. Um, and this might sound weird, like why would people want to do this? But you know, the situation whereby, for example someone's nan has died and they have the house but no one wants to buy it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, I'm let me take the house off for you, mm. I'll do it up a bit, and mm. I'm gonna buy it off for you in the next you know, five years. Some people just don't wanna deal with the property, you know, they yeah, just don't wanna yeah, even yeah. think about it. So you're kind of bringing a solution to the to their, to their issue. So um, yeah, this yeah. is a very powerful- Very powerful um, subject, um, subject and strategy that yeah. I see some people implement, I'm like, wow. It's funny actually because my second property that I bought yeah. with a business partner of mine, yeah? yeah. We want, We approached it, from Gumtree by the way, Wait, oh, wow. we approached it as a um, lease option. Least option. Wow. So we went to the person, ah, I want to buy a lease option, blah, blah, blah. They weren't really buying it, innit? Yeah, they weren't yeah. really buying it, they were like, nah, but I want my money now, kind of thing. And it ended up being like a normal purchase. Mm. It took long, for very long, because yeah. we had to get coins coins in place, you know. we um, got it done, that's thing Yeah, got it done. But yeah, that was that. So anyway, lease option was very, very powerful. Um Might go into depth, like I said. Strategy get someone on the board to talk about that. Death depth, so man. So what we got? Next, next one. Next one. Next one I'm talking about capital appreciation. Okay. You know,
1: we talk about rental, residential rental income. Yeah. Um, before and again, another powerful strategy. And like you said before to me, um. You know, reason why I mean, a lot of people come into accidental millionaires, yeah. you know, a lot of people are investing in properties whereby, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, they bought it for maybe like 100k. Yeah. All of a sudden, now 10, 20 years Doubled. later, it's just tripled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's yeah. talk about London, you know, some places in London have just tripled Absolutely. because of gentrification and yeah. other train lines being built and so many other things being built, all of a sudden, they've looked and said, wow, our properties worth a lot more
0: than we bought it It's mad gone. because I had a story about someone buying an apartment, apartment, not a house, yeah. for 75k in London, yeah, so this was a few years ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let's say the 80s or 90s or whatever. But okay. Yeah, bruv, is the house not worth 750k now? That's times 10, so... so the properties have gone up like... It's times 10. Times basically. 10, wow. So obviously that's, that's the capital appreciation at its finest. Wow. Because obviously, yeah you're just sitting down and probably is going up in value so yeah. again the way to benefit from this is trying to strategically buy in the right places Amen. so again so early on
1: that's that's why I think we're trying to push through this whole invest early because a lot of these guys that you're mentioning they might have bought you know in their 50s and 60s these properties now they're yeah. 70 years old whatever. Yeah. but if you can get in early and invest in these now, you know, cities look, that are
0: quite cheap quite yeah. affordable for us yeah. and, you know you know, and you don't research and you you don't know research. what's going on in the area, exactly. what potentially might happen in the next, you know, 10, 20, 30, exactly. 40 exactly. years. And just looking at the trend and just listening to listening to what people are saying about the area, and it? Literally. literally so um, yeah, that's what I'll probably advise. Okay. What about the next one? one, I think we've got four more to go through now. Okay. Um, buy refurbish, refinance and rent. This one I've been banging on about, I think we spoke about it in the last you did. podcast where by right. you buy a property up, you do it up. And then you refinance it. So you go to the bank and say, uh, my property, I've done it up now, it should be worth what I put more, more than what I bought it mm-hmm. for. Now, based on the new valuation, can I get a new mortgage on that? And I get you, Yeah, can I get a new mortgage? So they give you a new mortgage on that. Huh? And now you use whatever they uh, agree to let you, you know, lend you yeah. to pay off your old mortgage and then you've got more money on your on your lap wow. that you can use them reinvest or you do YOLO if you sense. want Makes but obviously it's best. Um so so yeah, so and then obviously at the same time after you refinance you're renting the property out anyway. Yeah. So you're benefiting from an income every month mm. and also you're benefiting from an instant cash, you know, rejection yeah. basically. Um so yeah, that's that's another good strategy. So that was number seven. Okay. Now number eight
1: we're talking about buy and sell. Okay, well, simple. Simple yeah. is in Clips. the name. Yeah. Um. People, you know, big boy investors normally try and do this strategy mm. that they, they enjoy the strategy. This is just simply going and seeing potential in properties and seeing where you know properties are in great areas or so buying for for cheap, yeah. able to somehow add value you know, to it, add value to it again, doing it, doing it up, you know, you know, taking it from being just an average house to, yeah. you know, taking it to, add an en or something like that, just doing it up, local through, yeah, whatever it is, putting a lot of money into the property to yeah. make sure it's looking, you know, putting, there's a lot more value now in the property yeah. and then you're selling it. Yeah. So you've got investors there that are ready to, to buy it off you, that are, you know, that are ready to give you the money. So you're, you're straight, you're buying a property and you're able to flip it straight away. Um, Again, it's, it's a strategy a lot of you know more seasoned investors are doing, you know, in regards to auctions and stuff like that. And go to auctions, buy properties cheap, and then do them up and then sell them to other investors in the game. But again, very
0: powerful strategy. Hopefully we'll be getting into it soon, 100%, 100%. So the second to the last one, um, I'm going for property training. So again, Ooh, okay. a lot of um investors do this. Um yeah, obviously you, you heard me talk me and Axe talk in previous episodes about our feelings towards training and stuff like that. Okay. Um, you know, but a lot of people do it anyway and you know they'll charge you for training, for mentorship for mentorship and stuff like that. And yet people use it to make money from property, like mm. do you know what I mean? So again, a, a learner a learner property investor isn't going to start doing property training. You're not going to start with property training because you don't have you know enough knowledge or whatever. You have to be experienced. You have to you know all, know what you're talking about basically, yeah. and then kind of. So, if you're asking me as a new property investor, someone wants to go into property, I've all the strategies. Which one should I go for? I'm not going to say property training because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're new to this, so you need to learn. But what what I would say is. Try and
1: become a specialist in one thing at mm, least, because mm, with the property investing thing, you're never going to be in you know, an expert in everything. I'm telling you, like, there's so many strategies as we've shown. Yeah, you Yeah, like me and you, like we even yeah. house in our little small, you know, group. You do different stuff than I do, yeah. and you're specializing in different stuff. That I'm specialising, hoping, mm. hoping to specialize in as well. Absolutely. So I think it's the, the main thing is yeah, learn some of these strategies, be aware of all these strategies, but then try and find that specialist strategy whereby one day you can charge a training and, mm. and then he will come to you, become the main guy for, yeah. for that thing. Yeah. Do you know I mean? And then, for example... No, you're like, selling people
0: dreams and you're asking you Yeah, yeah, don't, money, yeah. Like, don't be somebody that just talking, Yeah, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. Wow. Brickman, where's your... Yeah. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence, I mean, exactly. You know. People want to see that as so. well. People do want to see that, man, because you lot are judgmental, boy. So, obviously, people want to see that like, you're, you're not just talking from your ass on it. But anyway, jumping dropping finally into the last one. Yeah. Deal sourcing. And I left this one last on purpose because we're going to go a bit into depth on deal sourcing. Um, but in a nutshell, deal sourcing is just finding a deal and selling it on, property deal and selling it on. I'm going to leave it at that yep. um, because we're going to jump into the next segment whereby we're going to just stand and just Literally slice it up. up. Just slice it up a bit for you lot. yeah Champagne with breakfast while I'm yawning. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about sourcing, property sourcing. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about it. I'm sure some of you might not have heard about it, um, but it is a strategy to make money from property. Um, might not be as passive as you know some of the other ones, but it's it's, it's an easy way to make money from property. Basically, mm-hmm. like you can make money from property from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get jump straight into it anyway. Um, Axe. What is property sourcing? Just tell me about it. Like, yeah, what is man.
1: It? In a nutshell, property sourcing is basically selling property deals. Okay. So this could be this could be anything, anything okay. related to property. Um You being able to package a deal up and sell it to an investor. So
0: I don't know if you want me to go into details. Yeah, please. Like, properties. Are you but, saying is? any type of property deals, so give me some examples So, you mean, like, I find you a property that's in a good area and you let a lot So let it HMOs? Yeah, it so, lets, give, yeah,
1: there's, like I said, there's there's, there's, there's there's so much you can do in terms of a property source. So you could, there's so many different kinds of deals you could do. You could be selling land. You know, okay. Some property sources just sell land. So you, basically, you would find land from oh, for other investors? Literally, you're finding a, a good pot of land, you know, you, you may be part of a, 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 a know, a private group or whatever okay. of, of investors that are investing land and they've asked you as a source of that, you know, you and we know it specialises in finding good land mm-hmm. um to invest in and you know you, you source that property to them. Okay. This could also include, for example, like you kinda of mentioned a little bit, buy to let so this is this is where you're literally finding good properties in good areas, um in goods maybe cities like for example Birmingham, um in, in, in little spaces where people don't really know of but are great investments for people. And then you're basically packaging up the deal. You're, you're, you're outlining what the deal will, why the deal is good, why it's a good investment, and then you're sending it out to investors who are investing in it. Um, it's not just about to let this. Obviously, you can sell HMOs, mm. social accommodation deals, um, all sorts of deals. So as a as a sourcer, I would recommend that you find kind of your niche again. Mm. Find, you know, your thing, your area of expertise where this is the sort of properties, you know, So, you do sort of deals deals that you you package and you sell. So, um, if you're a person that sells uh, buy to lets, um, you know, like, you know, you know, like the back of your hand, what kind of investment and what kind of areas you need to invest in um, as an investor. And you're able
0: to package those deals up pretty quickly and then sell them. Yeah. You're basically, for me, if I don't know nothing about commercial properties, there's Mm -hmm. no point in me saying I want to source commercial properties because somebody. Wants to buy, yeah, a commercial property. No
1: point. I feel like um, you end up just by trying to go for everyone, you, you kind of lose out on 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 a, on, a, on your on your main target market. You okay. know, if you're able to, uh, you know, find a niche whereby you sell certain type of topic, you can build you can build a relationship. For example, now with estate agents or mm-hmm. or agents that are able to find these deals for you, and you can work in collaboration with those guys to continue to sell deals on a regular basis. Um, obviously those agents might be good for those particular deals they mm-hmm. might not be good for other deals so mm-hmm. you build that relationship you then uh, build, a, build a funnel you yeah. know, of, um, of property deals that you can then gather up and sell um, and on the other end you're able to build a large amount of clientele because people get to know you as that person that sells yeah, that yeah. particular deal rather yeah. than just being that guy
0: that sells all sorts of deals okay so, yeah. so in the sense you're probably saying find kind of like a niche aka something that you know that people want for example mm-hmm. people tend to one, a lot of people tend to want rent to rent deals yeah, yeah for instance. Yeah. So you'll say know about rent to rent, um, know where to find the deal from. Yeah. age of agents, um, the agents will find these deals for you, yeah. find mm-hmm. the deals um through the agent and then package it up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and when we say package up, we that, what literally what that literally means is showing a, a potential investor slash someone who's gonna buy the deal for you how much they're gonna need to put in the deal yeah. and how much they're expected to get out of the deal. Yeah. So at least that way they can work out their um returns they can work out um the yield and stuff like that so um yeah okay so cool that 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 definitely makes sense okay um so okay for someone like me yep or some of our listeners here how do we do I become a property sourcer like what do I need to be qualified do I need to go do a course for it do I need yeah a-
1: so told there are some things that I feel you do need to have to become a property sourcer. Okay. Um, firstly, just in general, know how to find a good property. Okay. That's where you start. Mm. So, you know, why do you recommend becoming a property sourcer to a lot of, you know, younger people especially because by you learning how to find a good property um, for other people, you're mm, learning how to do it for yourself. yourself. Okay. Exactly. So you're already in the market. You're learning what a good property is, where to find these deals, who to talk to, to find these deals and etc. etc. Now, on top of that, there is some sort, there are, you know, Things you need to have in place to become a qualified property sourcer. So, for example, um, you know, registering with the anti um Association.
0: Oh, Anti-money laundry,
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is basically an association that you need to align uh, up with just to make sure that people know that you know you're you're aligned with this group, so that basically when you're doing deals, there's more no trust. Do- more... No Yeah, yeah, and you obviously with. Through going through them, you, there's certain standards that you have to... Um, I dare by I dare by, exactly. So there's a list of checklists that you have to follow through. Where you can find this online again. So, you know, you can do mm-hmm. your own research in terms of all the stuff you need to go through. But, yeah, you need to make sure you're
0: registered with the Anti-Laundry Anti-money Association. Anti-Money Laundry. Anti-Money it's Laundry first. laundry association 1st laundry is, is washing up. anything. Yeah, I'm, anti- washing, I'm washing the money. Anti- <laughs> <laughs> I'm washing them with money. Anti-Money Laundry. Ah, Jerry. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the first one. What's the next one?
1: Um, second one is uh, data protection license. So because, you know, because you're dealing with a lot of these guys' information, yeah. information in terms of, uh, you know, the investors' information and also the information from maybe the landlord that has property and stuff okay, like that. Okay, you have Personal details basically. You have, yeah, only a personal details. So you have to have data protection so that you're, you're able to actually hold on to this information. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: everyone yeah, you, know, you passports, and yeah. you're just there. Even more so with all GDPR, uh, GDPR exactly, Malachi, like. exactly, all so, that
1: stuff. So it's, all, it's all part. of it. Um, Another one is professional indemnity insurance. insurance. Okay, so this again goes against uh, people being able to kind of come back to you and say, "But well, you told me to do this, yeah, to you you do that." Okay, so it's basically protecting, protecting us, yourself, protecting yourself against people saying that you know, you know, saying that you gave me a certain amount of advice or, yeah. Or you told me to do a certain amount of things, and I've done it, and it's you know it's messed me up. Yeah. You know we have this in place so that you know, and we always stress that you know we're not financial advisors, but like this of that. Yeah. All we're doing is
0: find you a deal. Now we believe this is a property deal to do, but you still need to go away do your due diligence. Exactly. And I guess a couple of um, um, professional indemnity insurance that you can kind of join is property ombudsman and uh, property scheme. Okay. Those are two that you can okay. um, sign well, up with. The prices are quite similar yeah. um so it doesn't really matter which one you join but any 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 one of those will kind of keep you protected uh, yeah, based yeah. on what, what you want to do exactly so um, anything else is that I
1: think that's it i think so those are the those are the four things property um i, was, I always struggle to say that word you know ombudsman, ombudsman. Mm-hmm. scheme <laughs> um property um sorry anti-money laundering um association data protection license and professional indemnity insurance. Cool,
0: cool. These are all the things you need to have to become a qualified property source. Okay. So you're telling me now, now someone like Tope that's listening right now, yeah? Tope, Who's Tope? Anyone anyway, that we have, we have an idea. Like, follow the song. Yeah, sure. Man, I'm please. sure someone's called Tope. So Tope I was listening right now, Tope's saying, okay, I want, I want to do property sourcing because it seems like I don't really need that much money up front because yeah. now you listed all these things. Yeah. Roughly, I reckon everything will probably cost about a grand to get maybe... Not even up to that. No, nah, it's
1: less than that. Maybe seven, 800,
0: yeah. Okay, cool. So that's like the the um, data protection license and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So now I've got all of that, I'm set up now, yeah? yeah. Obviously, I'm assuming I have to sell the company as well. Yeah. So yeah,
1: source
0: a company just like you know, just, just like any kind of
1: um, you know other
0: investment business. Well. Okay. You have to be in a cool. Sales company. Yeah. Cool. And then I guess my next steps will probably just go out, find my niche. What 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 do I want to source? So yeah. Rent to rents, um, single lets, and then just kind of get out there, speak to agents, speak to um vendors. So again, we're talking sending letters to like vendors yeah I feel like try and, kind of try, and, yeah, try and
1: build like almost like a funnel which is what we're trying to do now a little bit ourselves mm-hmm. in terms of you know trying to build instead of just trying to find one landlord that's ready to do it trying to find an agent who's going to bring more deals to the table regularly mm-hmm. whereby you can focus on getting more clientele you know um, the way you get more clientele again is probably going to networking events mm. networking events mm. um, putting yourself out there um, as a particular sourcer who's you specialises in that, that niche. That niche. Exactly. And then you're able to kind of connect the dots. And then, again, it takes some time to, 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 to get these deals moving quickly. But once you kind of establish that,
0: that funnel, yeah. it should kind of be uh, kind of like an ongoing process like that. Okay. okay. Yeah. I get that. Okay, cool. So I guess, because obviously at the start, we spoke about 10 different property strategy. Mm. Now it's hard sometimes to kind of identify what strategy best suits, suits you. Mm. Now, what kind of skills do you think or assets will kind of help um me for instance if I if like, if I wanted to do property sourcing now like, what what do I need to look at myself and see if I'm you know I'm good at this and good at that like what, yeah. what skills I, I would say the, the main one would be the uh
1: telephone skills okay telephone skills at some point man right. you're on the phone so much as a property source I'm talking to agents um you know, calling them constantly, making sure you, so you just got to make sure you have got good manners on the phone. Okay. Um, you're speaking with, um, you speaking clearly. You're letting them understand what you're saying. Um, I think telephone skills is so important. Uh, also, negotiation skills. Yeah. You know how much negotiation you have to do. Mm. You can't just say because oh this deal is you know this much that you just gonna take, it, take sure. it even 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 if it is a good deal
0: you know, you have to negotiate always. You always have to, you know, Still be, cheeky be a bit cheeky. You need to get the best deal for your client. The, exactly. The, the better the deal, the easier it is going to be to sell on. You know to mean? Sell on. If I'm telling you you're going to make two grand from a deal, um, two grand profit every month, like that's going to be an easy deal to sell Exactly. Than if I'm you're making £250 a month. Exactly, exactly. So more than
1: anything, just making sure that you negotiate as much as you can mm. um, with, the, with, with the agents, whoever you're getting deals from. Uh, another one is, I would say, availability okay. so the thing about the property source it can be a bit sporadic at times because you know you're doing viewings you're doing a lot of viewings and you're going to viewings maybe you know there's a deal on the table it's a really good deal so you know it's probably not going to be on the table for long um, and you're being called to go to the viewing, let's say, on a Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Mm. Now, if your schedule is one that is, you know, you're always at work, or whatever, okay. it can be difficult to... Work 12-hour shifts. Exactly. to, to, like to Some get, of you invest in the bankers out there. Exactly. So it's kind of hard for you to get to all the viewings if that's what your schedule is. So mm. all the time you have to have a work with, in conjunction with someone who can go to You've the viewing. I okay. go there or you're working part-time or you're working, um, you know, you're not always in the office to so be able to go to... To, to do to do these viewings and stuff like that. So I would say, you know, negotiation skills, telephone skills, and again, yeah, time, be, just being flexible and having mm-hmm. around your time is good. Uh, another one I would say is probably marketing. You know okay. I mean? Just kind of like, you have to kind of sell yourself to the agent and these landlords to then get these deals. Okay. And so you kind of, it's easier once you've done a couple of deals, because obviously you can say, um, and even as a source, I encourage you to do the deals that you're selling. Having said, I say that because it's easier for you to then you know communicate why mm. and, and what you're doing with the property when you're talking to agents because mm-hmm. you have to explain to them, um, you know, I'm not just you know taking your you know job. You know, I'm trying to bring you business, yeah. and you know, I'm trying to work in conjunction with yeah. you. And so, yeah, you've been able to market yourself properly and talk about how you've got experience in what you're doing and what you've done before helps for you to get deals and to do long-term deals as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think, do you know what, you touched on a point that's very, very, very important. You said, if you're, for any deal you're going to sell, just make sure the deal is good enough for you to take on yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? For various reasons. For example, first of all, let's say you don't end up selling it and you just happen to be able to keep it you know, that's a deal, easy deal for you to start mm-hmm. making money from there and there. At the same time, it just helps your credibility because you know, if you're selling the deal, you're not scared and thinking, oh my days, what if it doesn't work? Like, you know for a fact because I'm, if I'm, I would want to take this on. I'm still if you have experience in that area. For example, you're one of your rent to rents. I think you saw one of our property down the road. And, yeah, 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 literally. So,
1: you know, being able to take on one deal, the agent, you know, randomly called me again and said, oh, I can, you know, we've got another. Property on the street would you like to take it on mm. at the time I was like I'm not really in a position to take it on I'd mm. rather sell it on so I was able to kind of find someone else that was, right. know, was ready to take it on mm. take on the responsibility so I was able to just, you know, quickly sell that deal on to someone else mm. and it was easy because I've done that same deal on the same road yeah, before, you can show them exactly everything like yeah. this is how much I'm getting for yeah. rent is yeah. how much
0: each room goes for and blah blah blah, yeah, so and even easy. with negotiation with a landlord, you can say, Look, I'm paying rent of blah 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 down the road, so yeah,
1: the more deals you do,
0: um,
1: the more it's easy to, to convince these landlords and agents to, to work with you because mm. you know you've got a lot more evidence to show them, you can better articulate yourself as well. Um, so yeah, it comes easy, okay. Uh, the last one I would say as well, and probably not the most important, but I would say is to play like a big role in becoming a so it's sells. You, you're basically a salesman. Yeah. Um. I would say, like I said, why we talk about being, you know, you know, picking a niche and really becoming a specialist in that particular, you know, deal is because you're going to need to sell it, and so you need to know it like the back of your hand. Mm. What are the good parts? What are the bad parts? Would I say this deal myself. Is this something that people will be, you know, willing to, to to take on? And then just be able to sell yourself to the um, estate agent, um, letting agents, and landlords. And also sell yourself to, well, not so much selling yourself to to um to investors, but just being able to uh, you know,
0: articulate the deal. Art- articul- the articulate the
1: deal in the best way for them to to, to understand that okay, this is a good a good investment because yeah. I don't like to. I'm more like to sell myself to the agents and landlords like more to, than selling myself yeah. to the investors because the deal should sell itself. Yeah, in, yeah it's not by force; you to take it. Do you get me? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that want to invest, So here's the deal. Would you like to take it on It's on the table? Um, and then that's it. So yeah, yeah
0: man, that's property sourcing in a nutshell okay before we wrap up yeah. obviously we spoke about selling the deal selling the deal, blah 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 but we do really talk numbers in it so how much would you expect? obviously i'm sure it varies per deal because yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously what i'm assuming what i'll get for selling a rent-to-rent deal will be different from what i'll get if i was selling on a you know block of flats or yeah whatever. exactly exactly so obviously on a rent-to-rent level briefly what kind of income I mean think? just the funny thing is you know different
1: sources in different areas you know kind of kind of have a base price they work mm-hmm. Um typically for rent to rent for example you can see people selling anything from one grand to three grand mm-hmm. for rent to rent HMO um, and that varies when you see if, if for example you have a HMO rent to rent for example which is just you know already done up you know it's got you know fully furnished mm-hmm. bathroom's amazing kitchen's amazing um, and you have got all the bedrooms, en suite, and it looks amazing. And so guess what? There's knowledge. no work to be done. Yeah. Guess what? You can. It's ready you can, made in it. You, you can charge. You, you can charge three yeah. grand for that. Yeah. You know? Someone's going to take that on because they think, and it's already tenanted as well. Oh, People in it. Oh, mate, you're going to pay three grand for that. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, again, you could have another, you know, rent-to-rent deal whereby. You know, there's a little bit of work needs to be done, maybe partition mm-hmm. partitioning wall needs to go in, or kitchen needs to be done up. So there's more investment from the investor. Exactly. So, so. You, it's all about you kind of weighing up, you know, how much they need to invest and kind of making, you know, putting a fair price on the yeah. source of the yeah. fee to, to then get someone to, to buy the deal. And like you said before, you know, selling a rent-to-rent deal is different to selling a buy-to-let deal. Mm-hmm. For example, typically, I think it's 3 to 5% people charge on yeah. the... The actual value of the house. Yeah, it varies. Uh,
0: some people say one to two, and some people say two three, like it just depends okay, how big the deal is, how greedy you are <laughs> how, as a saucer. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's people say one to two percent. But okay. one point five is probably fair, yeah, I would yeah, probably yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah. Um to wrap up, would you say there's any advantages or disadvantages at all? Yeah, I mean I've, I've def- there is definitely some Disadvantages and advantages. I would
1: say definitely more advantages than disadvantages. Okay. But um, one advantage being that, uh, or one disadvantage, I would say, is that it's not entirely passive. Okay. So it's not something that you know, like rental income um, is guaranteed. You know, yeah. you know, you might have a deal on the table, amazing deal, mm-hmm. but if you don't have, you know, any okay. investors there, you know, just sitting in your lap, sitting in your lap. Collecting dust.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And the agent's going to come out and say, thank you.
1: She's going to be like, okay, mate, yeah, mate, you got someone to take it on or what's going on? Um, So you you, kind of have to try and uh, build enough traction on both sides, enough Mm. deals coming in um, and enough uh, investors, you know, waiting to take on deals. And like I said, because you've got people waiting on each side, it's very easy to disappoint people sometimes Mm. because Mm. people are waiting for deals constantly. And if you've got loads of investors looking for deals, but not Mm. that many deals on the table like mate, I want to deal now, I want to deal now, I want to deal now. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you know, you've got loads of deals coming through with not enough investors and it's like the, and the agent becomes like, Oh mate, well you just keep calling me to take on deals but you're not you're not selling them what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that fine balance and not not almost uh, selling yourself too much which is why I talk about selling being careful to to oversell, you know, saying that oh, I've got so many deals, so many deals or saying that oh I've got so many investors. Mm-hmm. It's kinda just kinda just uh Playing it safe and kind of uh, being patient with these deals because once you build that funnel, like I said before, you are able to to then sell more deals more regularly. Mm. And then, you know, become a proper, you know, established property investor. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are, you can talk about some, some of the uh, uh,
0: disadvantages and advantages. What, what, what do you think? Um, like I said, in regards to disadvantage, again, the time frame. Like you just got to be patient with it. Um, In regards to sourcing, sometimes you can find someone that wants to buy the deal quickly. Sometimes it takes a longer time for you to find someone to buy the deal. Mm. Sometimes, you know, the the process of, for example, let's say I was sourcing a buy-to-let now. Um, I need to be patient. I'm not going to ask for my money Mm. um, once, you know, they start the process. I I get my money once they finish, they actually get the keys to the property. Mm. Now, during that period, you've got, you need to do the solicitors bit you need to make sure your mortgage is secure the investors are like I said It's I like that I like that you mentioned that because I feel that like there's two types of property
1: investors yeah. there's a the type that just want to get paid and they don't care about whether the deal good or not or with whether the people have finished the process and there's others that help you know, in that whole process and you know Almost the property, you know, sourcing money is almost just a thank you. It's something that you've mm-hmm. done and deserve because you've been able to broker the deal, yeah. help them on their way, um, and help as much as you can approach someone like that to get more deals and yeah. be able to work long term with other investors who it's are true. willing to, you know, find deals like that as well. That's so a good point as well. But yeah, let's wrap up on that. Uh, that was a nice,
0: chunky. Uh, section. Yeah. I think we're gonna move into one more section. Yeah. And then that'll be it for the episode. So yeah, stay tuned. And also obviously feel free for to DM us if you've got any more questions about So-C and uh. Tell me how you own it. Yeah. Segment. it's just us catching up letting you guys know what we've been up to in the past couple of weeks or so um, Axe what what's going on what's all you been up to how's it going are you a millionaire yet <laughs> <laughs> I wish man it's coming amen. amen but
1: yeah man things are going okay man definitely um, going through a testing time I would say in property because uh, you know things are always not you know, you know it's rosy. It's rosy and you know magical all the time you know sometimes you go through some you know you know, low periods, I would say. Mm. So yeah, right now it's been okay. I mean, in regards to the HMO, things are going all right. Um, the rent to rent, um, things are going all right. Things are okay. One, one of the, um, tenants are moving up. He's going back to his, uh, where he's from, which is, I think it's Leicester. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, tenant. over. He's obviously just finished his, I think his third year of university. So okay. he'll be back again in, uh, in September. Which ones is that? The one in Wolverhampton? Yeah, the one in Wolverhampton. Okay. So he'll be back in September, but yeah, got a little void period there. So I think it's a getting some... sorted, get mate. Yeah, I might get some young professionals in, um, put up an ad and see who's, who's willing to uh, to come down. And then, yeah, in regards to my service accommodation and doing, you know, management with that, you know, I help out with um, another self accommodation and help them with management and stuff. It's been tough. It's been tough. Yeah, um, yeah. Things are going okay in terms of... Um, getting guests in but I feel like now we kind of need to have more specific uh, target kind of so you know we're looking at you know targeting contractors okay targeting um corporates um, and sort of just nailing down a bit more of a sustainable sustainable, sustainable business because yeah. at the moment it's, it's, it's become a thing of you know we get bookings we get a couple bookings yeah. in a month and it's fine people stay for one day two day um but
0: you Almost can't put gun to the people's letter to force them to book, right? Exactly, it's, it's yeah. Not, you, it's not consistent, and, yeah.
1: I think with, with regards to the HMO, the advantage of it is like they're just in, and, yeah. you know, I get my rent every month. Mm. Whereas this one I might get this much this month, the next month, I get this month, oh, or this week, this month, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and it's just almost like, um, just managing the whole process, it, it's a lot more complicated as, as you know, mm. that that than I think a lot of people, you know, receive it as, yeah. So we spoke we about it, but um, the good thing is that we've got a lot of people. I've, I've signed up for a lot of training, so going to be doing a lot of training. Also, the, the partner I'm working on that with is really dedicated, and he's a, he's willing to invest though and, and and make sure that we uh, we get things up and it's running. Successful ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just a lot of reading. It's a lot of hard work, getting a head down, focusing on that, mm-hmm. but positive at the same time because I feel like I've got the right team around me to, to make it happen. But um, yeah man, that's just what it is man. So right.
0: Keep gonna keep moving, keep keep progressing, hopefully. But we move, you know that you now. I mean we move. So what about you? What about you? Yeah man, again, obviously mine's quite similar to yours as well. It's just going a stressful kind of time period. Um mm. obviously, um I've kind of taken on a couple properties to manage. Um it was okay actually getting tenants for them because you know I'm focused on contractors now. Yeah doing a lot of flowering yeah. and but just managing the process, managing them moving in yeah. and also just trying to manage like my time and stuff like that. Because we don't
1: speak about it enough but just the whole, I know you're better at, I feel like you're a bit better at it than me and I'm learning from you in terms of how to balance the fun and the, the hard work. Like, how, how is that Yeah, Because I know you're gonna Lux. <laughs> <laughs> Love Sunday, How um, do you use your mum like that? <laughs> Jack's on the, on I the mean, car. If you're a no. big guy, you
0: know. You yeah, know what? I can't it. lie. No, do you know what it is? Yeah. There's certain periods where you have to graft, and there's some certain periods you need to let yourself down in jail. You just die. You just burn out. Because yeah. obviously, I've had my. I, I get season. God forbid, but sometimes I think I'm bipolar in it because I get time when I want to just knuckle down and just bang out work and just don't talk to no one. That like mm. people know me. People saying, "I your ghost, your ghost." Mm. But sometimes I just want to focus and just you know get stuff done. That like, mm. do you know what I mean? And then obviously there's times whereby. I want to go Liverpool for the weekend with Amanda. I, I want to go to Miami and pop, 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 bottles, and pop and that. a few bottles. Do you know what I mean? So, and I, I just, bruv, I need to, I, I, that's, that's my, that kind of helps me focus yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so I need yeah, to do that sometimes. So, um, yeah, man. So that, I just, yeah, you work hard, but at the same time, just find time to just do what you enjoy doing. Yeah, isn't it? If that means, yeah. you know. You always have to look
1: at that. Look forward to something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's not even about doing, you know, every day doing a madness. Well, yeah. You know, even sometimes getting home to see the mum. I'm you know, telling you, I think, I when think, I go to London, mean, we haven't really, I don't think we might even go into detail more in regards to, you know, us actually being from London, mm, moving to Birmingham. Yeah. Obviously, we, they know why we did it, you mm, know, for property investing. But, but even it's, that it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, you know, We're it's out here easier. every day. It's like you're just doing gym for property investing. You're just, you're just <laughs> <gyming> every day, <laughs> like, real. just learning every day. And it's like sometimes you just wanna go home, yeah, eat your love, have your mommy. I love, I love. You know, look up with the boys, you know, go out, chill with, me, chill with the brother, with the sister. So, yeah,
0: man, like. You, you I appreciate stuff like that, it? Like, oh, the same. But well, I think
1: at, at the same time, as well, like, this is the life we chose. Hmm. You know, you always say to me, fam, go and just work like Go and work no
0: one's begging you. No begging you to, to do, do properly. <laughs> no one's
1: begging you. Bro, so, like, of you know, this is the stuff we want to do. You know? yeah. I mean, we've, we've taken this responsibility, and, you know, as young, Young men to say, look, no, we want to, we want to learn this stuff. Mm. You know, we want to, want to invest early, so that when we're thirty five, trust me, man, forty, 40, 40 whatever. Traveling, is, the you know, traveling the world, be traveling the world, teaching about property investing, on, life. You know, going to Lagos, to Accra, cool. to to Portugal, to, to Dubai, Dubai Bali. Mm. You get me? So you know, this this,
0: this cool. yeah, Miami. wow, <laughs> bigger. <been> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, but yeah, no, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it was, it was kind of good for us to kind of share. Our current yeah. you know, where where we're at. Because yeah. it um, won't always be like that. There'd yeah.
1: the be great times, but you know, I hate us, you know, we're in a generation now where people just only talk about the good and you know, Instagram, you know, yeah. filters, everything yeah. sometimes Sha? it's not easy. i would be calling them go okay say, Hey, <sighs> it's a long week You know
0: you'd be giving me I speech, love. just like don't worry, bro. It's, <laughs> it's calm, boy. Watch TG Jake's <laughs> I love. so uh um, yeah, man. yeah, but obviously it's halfway through the year now practically. So wow. everyone's got gold we've got our gold man fighting now just to obviously yeah. hit, hit our target and just make Fine. sure we go ham um, and yeah man because this is what we do man so uh, bring it on kind of thing so yeah, man, excited, man thanks for listening again guys listen we literally appreciate you guys um, yeah, obviously in this episode we spoke about sourcing as well yeah, yeah. so we've got a few deals on the table that we want to you know pass on to yeah, some we people do. We, do. we do. so if you are interested slide in the DMs man don't be shy man we're friendly people so yeah, um, or if you just got any question about sourcing if you've got any question about identifying what strategy kind of works best for you, like mm. we can help you with that. Obviously, we base it on what you like doing, and what you don't like doing, and then we can help you kind of identify what the best options is for you based on your specific scenario. Hundred percent. So anyway, peace out, Chat to In you a Tom. Peace, peace, peace. peace, peace.
1: Yo, people it's your boy Axe hope you enjoyed the episode follow us on Twitter property Strap, and also on Instagram property underscore thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more of our property journey with you guys from me and Gox stay blessed stay invested